You're listening to Trademarks Made Easy. Trademarks Made Easy is the podcast focused on helping brand owners in the e-commerce space. With your host, Susie Hickson, the private label lawyer. But don't worry, you won't find too much legalese here. Well, hey there. I'm your host, Susie Hickson, also known as the private label lawyer. Now, in this episode, I'm going to talk about something super important. Do I always say that? But what's really important this week is product selection in the world of private label. And I want to talk about today about the importance of how proper product selection really goes hand in hand with proper trademark selection. So if you're at this stage of selecting new products, then this is the time to also be thinking about the perfect brand name to go along with your products. I'm going to give you a few tips that you might not have heard about yet in the private label product selection world. So are you ready? Great. Let's get going. So before you select a trademark, you really need to at least be in the point in your business where you're selecting and or developing or creating the products that you intend to sell. Now, there are some exceptions. I've seen some instances where people come up with really fun trademarks, and then they roll out a product around that trademark. And this is kind of the exception, not the rule, but just something to think about. But figuring out a product and a realistic zone of expansion around that product really makes sense from a branding perspective, as well as from a practical and monetary or financial standpoint. So think about it for a second. Does it make sense that Nike, the sporting apparel company, would ever roll out fly swats? What would you do if you came across a Nike fly swat? That would, a Nike branded fly swat. That would be a little weird, right? You would be confused as to whether or not that was like some kind of counterfeit or a knockoff, or you'd be like, well, are they offering fly swats now? It just wouldn't make a lot of sense because fly swats aren't really in the Nike good zone of expansion. Now, you have an expectation, for example, of sporting goods when it comes to Nike brand. And flight swats, of course, would be weird and random and completely unexpected, and it would confuse you. So you need to keep that same thing in mind as you're going about your product selection and how you're going to have a particular brand name associated with that those products. People, of course, would, would know that the fly swats didn't come from Nike, and you, you need to consider this if you decide to roll out a totally different product in the future. You need to consider, does it make sense for your current brand name to be associated with that future product? Here's another example. If you decide to roll out compression socks under a particular trademark, but you really love the kitchen utensils category, and you think that you might end up there eventually, you're going to need to think long and hard about that trademark that you roll out and whether or not the trademark that you roll out for compression socks is going to make sense for 
kitchen products at a later date. It probably won't make sense, especially if you did proper brand name selection for your compression socks. Ask yourself, would it make sense to your consumer? You know, I don't know about you, but if Cuisinart, the kitchen utensil company, started selling vitamin supplements, I would be really perplexed. So think about the zones of expansions for your own product line. And a lot of this really does come down to common sense. And I strongly suggest selecting a single trademark for a single product and only very closely related products. If you're going to work on selecting a brand name for your compression socks, for example, it very well might make sense for your product line to also encompass sweatbands or even running gear in general. And it might even make sense to sell water bottles. But would it make sense to use that trademark that you selected for compression socks also on gloves? Well, it it might if the gloves are biking gloves or boxing gloves and therefore still in that athletic gear category. But what about safety gloves or latex gloves that are used in a medical setting? See, there's really no exact rule here. So use common sense. And, but I don't think it would make sense from a marketing perspective to sell compression socks to runners and latex gloves to medical facilities under the same trademark. Now, these are considerations you should keep in mind when you're selecting your brand name. What is your product? What are your possible zones of expansion for your products? And will your trademark or that brand name that you initially select actually apply to those new products that you might roll out in the future? You need to consider this. Will new trademarks need to be selected in the future? Of course, as new trademarks are selected in the future, that's going to cost some money and you can't just roll out trademarks and file a trademark application and be a one and done deal. It's very important that you enforce your trademarks to build strength in the value of that trademark over time. So consider those at cost in the long run. You're going to hear me say this a lot, but when it comes to trademarks, I think it's really important to go deep with your marks. Instead of rolling out 10 different trademarks, roll out you know one or two really strong trademarks, especially at the outset that you want to aggressively enforce to build strength in that single trademark or those single brand names that are super of value to you. The only way that you're going to build strength in them over time is to enforce them if you need to. And again, there's really no black and white line here. And all these considerations must be taken on a case-by-case basis. I really want you to apply the thinking, though, to your product category selection. And this is going to really help you from a practical standpoint. When you're just starting out, you do not want to have to clear and protect and enforce multiple different trademarks for multiple different product categories. When you're sourcing your goods at the outset for private label, consider your brand name strategy. Selecting a great trademark should not just be an afterthought. And again, go deep with your trademark selection, not wide. Focus on that single product category and go deep with it. 
In other words, once you get your product or your product selected, focus on the single best trademark and then overall brand protection. Again, before rolling out 10 different products with 10 totally different trademarks, that's going to cost you in the long run. That's going to cost you a lot of money in the long run. Still, be ready to consider possible zones of expansion with your goods at the outset. And this is why your strategy in proper product selection at the very beginning is so important and why brand name selection should really be an integral part. Sticking with a really tight niche of goods may mean that you'll be able to easily expand the scope of goods without filing multiple trademark applications. And as I've stated, multiple trademark applications means even more money, and you need to also consider the cost of enforcement with all of these trademarks. You'll also be able to cross-sell and bundle products easier if they're all in that same product category and under the same trademark. Don't even try to bundle those compression socks and fidget spinners and garlic presses. It just doesn't make sense. But you can consider bundling your compression socks, your headbands, and your water bottles all under the same trademark. It makes total sense. So while I think you should definitely take advantage of all that great software that's out there for purposes of product selection, I want to give you another tool that can help set you apart just a bit and to get you really thinking outside the box when it comes to product selection and a tool that maybe not everyone is using. So I want you to take a look at the NICE classification system. And this really aligns with the United States Patent and Trademark Office's classification of goods and services. The NICE classification is spelled N-I-C-E, and it's going to be linked in the show notes, is going to be really helpful in terms of thinking outside the box and kind of figuring out what products are actually related to each other. For example, if you go to the NICE classification website and you do a search for fly swats, this is going to really help you take a look at some other products that might be in the same category. Focusing on a tight category, again, at the outset with perhaps the help of the NICE classification system, it's going to really allow your trademark to expand with you. Should you slightly expand your products as well to include goods in a related category? And like I've said, this is going to help your bottom line as well. So again, I want you to take a look at the show notes and the link to the NICE classification system. And then I'm also going to provide you a really good resource that I hope is helpful for you along with this podcast episode. I want you to download it and Make sure you print it out, keep it with you, share it, whatever you want to do, and complete that worksheet. I want you to list the products in the worksheet, the international classes they fall into, utilizing the help of the NICE classification system. So when you put down your specific product in the worksheet, you can go over to the NICE classification system and search for your product and then you'll be able to determine the actual category it's in, and you'll be able to look at related products. And again, I think that this will be really, really helpful for you in terms of 
keeping you kind of honed down into a single category, but also seeing what other products might be out there within that category and will be able to stay under the same trademark. So in a future episode, I'm going to talk about properly positioning your overall branding so that the brand name that you ultimately select properly informs your ideal customers about your products that you've selected and the brand name that you've selected. So before I hop off of here, I do want to ask you if you have any amazing or interesting or horrifying brand name or product selection experiences. I would love to know about it and I'd love to feature you on a future episode. We learn from the wins and the mistakes of others. And of course, this is an opportunity to talk about your brand on a future podcast. So I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to today's short and sweet episode. I hope you loved it. And I hope you found it a value. I'll see you in the next episode. And remember, never stop learning. Thanks for listening to Trademarks Made Easy with Susie Hickson, the private label lawyer. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe anywhere you find podcasts or at theprivatelabellawyer.com. Remember, the information provided in the Trademarks Made Easy podcast should not be construed as legal advice. It's for informational and entertainment purposes only. It should not be considered a substitute for legal advice. Also, I'm not your attorney. You should engage with an attorney to discuss your specific legal issues. And finally, while I have taken precautions to ensure that the content of my podcast is current and accurate, errors can occur. And thankfully, like us, the laws are ever evolving.